Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence here this morning and for this uh, holy moment that we have together. I just ask that you would be um, opening Di's eyes and ears and her heart as she speaks to us this morning, but that you will be doing the same for us as we receive um, your words through her. So bless her as she speaks. Amen. Good morning, all. I've got the whole helicopter thing happening here. It's like, whoa. <laughs> I can see you in the centre as well. I'm going to invite Steve Kaylock up. Would you welcome Steve? Now, this feels like a risk. He's got a testimony to share, but before he set all the chairs up here today, he was doing some really funny voices, so I'm not sure if you're going to be just doing character Steve today, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> it was hilarious. He was so entertaining, but it's just like, you're going to share what happened last weekend for you? Yeah, and a number of us uh, went away to uh, Pat and Marion's place to uh, do the set-free course. And it was really good. Harry, thank you for organising that, and particularly for our guests from Sydney, John and Val. Um, it was really appreciative to have them there. Um, it was... I haven't been on one of those courses before, but it was a beautifully quiet, gentle, uh, getting closer to God... Um, the things that God is wanting to unburden us of. And that was, that was the most important thing, I think, for the weekend. But for me, it culminated in, on the Sunday, um, we had a time where we were allowing God to bless us uh, by um, what, what he had done over the weekend. And for me, it was quite strange because... I, I felt he, he gave me a scepter. I'm not really sure what a scepter is. I'm still looking at that. But um, I think it has something to do with authority. So, And that's something that God was teaching all of us, that we have authority because of God making us. And learning that in Set Free was really good. Learning what some of the barriers are to being fully immersed in God was great too. There were unbeliefs, beliefs that were not of God that we were able to surrender. Uh, it was really good. And um, uh, <laughs> the funny thing for me was at the end, um, Harry was praying, so ask God how he sees you. And um, <laughs> just started laughing because he said, it was like him saying, God the Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, and me, awesome, foursome. <laughs> awesome, foursome. So, uh, that's, that's my takeaway. Just let's pray for Steve. Thank you, Lord, just for the awesome foursome that you're showing that he's a part of. And we thank you just for every part of his journey. We thank you for the, all that happened last weekend. But we know that you're really leading him into a new season. And so, Steve, we just bless you. And we just say thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing. Amen. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. So good. So good. How are we all today? All good? I noticed the long line at the coffee window. You're all copied up, are you? Feel free to go over and grab more caffeine if you need it, except for Jo, who I think's had way too much sitting at the computer. Are you doing all right? <laughs> She's like, Whoa! 
<laughs> we had a fun morning this morning. We are in the middle of moving through some conversations and a series where we're saying entering into the year with some really high values. And so this is part two of entering into the year with prophecy. And last week we talked just about how the prophetic gift is such um, that it encourages and strengthens and comforts people because that's the effect of the Holy Spirit who distributes that to us. And so today we're just going to lean a bit more into that because I feel like he's stirring up this gift again for a purpose. And again, some of this stuff will be very familiar to your ears, but I just want to ask that your hearts would continue to be receiving fresh words from God today as we hear more that he has to say. So that basically, you're going to hear the theme today is that God has more to say. So would you like to turn to John 16? where we're going to see Jesus speaking. He's speaking to his disciples, and he's saying, I'm about to go away. This is Jesus who said, I am always with you, and now he's saying, I'm about to go away. Can you imagine hearing those words from him? And the disciples are wrestling through their grief of what does that mean? But at the same time, he's saying, it's good that I go away. And so in chapter 16, we see that Jesus talking to them and saying, I'm going to go away, but I'm going to send the advocate, the Holy Spirit to you. So let's pick it up at verse 12. Jesus is saying, I have much more to say to you, more than you can even bear. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth and he will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. There's more. He's got more to say. And just as he was saying to the disciples there, there's more than you can bear right now because the journey that Jesus was about to enter into with his death and resurrection was fully more than they could understand or comprehend. But right now we are being invited into there's more in 24. I'm sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> and he's got more to say to us. And so we are, we are taking that invitation and we're looking today at prophecy. Last week we were looking at prophecy as a gift to share for others, praying with others and seeing that they would receive messages from God as we listen to him. But we also recognize that prophecy is for everyone. Everyone can access this gift through the Holy Spirit as he distributes it. And so we're to eagerly desire it and expect it. The problem is, many of us, maybe most of us, at times, find it hard to hear his voice, right? At times, we may be even too busy to listen. Or at times, we might think he's too busy for our small things that we're talking to him about to speak to them. And don't you reckon, as humans, we just love clarity? And we actually want to hear really clear, Lord, Lord, be clear with me. Speak to me clearly. Because so relational in the way that he communicates, there's times that it seems a little bit like in John 16 where he was not being terribly clear. He was being a little bit vague, but he was inviting connection and communication because he's such a relational God. And he wants to speak to us because he loves us. He wants to speak to you because he loves you. And he's inviting us to find out more because in relationship with him, we are invited to explore more about who he is. 
On the next slide, you're going to see also that we had a look from 1 Corinthians, the 12, 13, and 14 chapters where Paul was instructing believers. This is how it works with the gifts of the Spirit. When the Spirit's around, you're going to see him distribute that to everyone in this way. And some, of, some people will operate in gifts more often and hear a lot with the gift of prophecy, and others will be just doing that as they see the Lord responding to what's a need in people's, in people's lives. And so today in chapter 12, verses 4 to 6, just reminding you that he speaks to us in a variety of different ways. He speaks to us in many ways. Verse 4. I think it's on the screen there. Yes, wonderful. Thanks, Joe. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. And there are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. And God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. Many gifts, same spirit. Many varieties of ministries. Set free is one of them here, but there's many varieties of ministries, same God. Right, Harry? Yeah, just seeing that he's listening. <laughs> many varieties of effects of these gifts, and it's the same God that is doing that through all persons, in all persons. The kingdom of God is teeming with life and variety and diversity so even this one gift, he will express it through you in a way that's going to look like and feel like you because he, you're 100% with him and he's going to be able to give you a gift. As you explore your relationship with him, you'll bring prophecy in a way that will be different to the person sitting next to you. It's going to be so fun as we continue just to sharpen, sharpen that gift amongst us. The Holy Spirit wants us to ask questions about who he is and about what he loves. And in relationship with him, we know how he operates among us and also in our daily life. So when he doesn't give you something specific or when you're kind of saying, oh, it's not that clear to me, just imagine him with a twinkle in his eye. Just imagine him with a smile as he's reeling you in closer to have a bigger conversation, to tell you more. He's got more to say to you. And he's always bigger than our experience of him. He's always so much bigger than our current experience. He is so, so full of love for you that he's inviting us to come with our faith to explore more in relationship with him. So let's talk about communication on the next slide. Communication is such a key part of any relationship, right? Anyone that's married, right? Yeah? Anyone that's in a family, right? Communication is such a key to any relationship. And so when God, who has designed us to communicate with him and designed us to hear from him, he's going to speak in the context of relationships. And so in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, all through the Bible, we're seeing God, who's a talking God, God who is speaking, wanting us to know him more and be connected in a more intimate way. So even when he's asking us to do things with him, he comes to us as father and says, you're my beloved child. Jesus reminds us that we're not servants, we're friends. It's all about relationship with him and growing there. And just as Adam and Eve discovered that, 
just as Adam and Eve were born into that, just as Adam and Eve experienced that, and then sin broke that communication, it is now being restored through all that Jesus has done. And we have that restoration of relationship, but also of that communication where the Father wants to speak to you. So, that's the intro. Nothing new there. You're all on board, I can see. That's good. So, we're going to now have a look at 1 Samuel 3, and we're going to hear about a prophet that got called to that very, very regular established gift of being a prophet in the sight of God's people. And I've invited Patrick to read that for us. Thank you, Patrick. Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. And it came to pass at that time, while Eli was lying down in his place, and when his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see, and before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was, and while Samuel was lying down, that the Lord called Samuel. And he answered, Here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And he said, I did not call. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. Then the Lord called yet again, Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. He answered, I did not call my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go. Lie down, and if it shall be, if he calls you, that you must say, Speak, Lord, for the servant hears, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant hears. Amen. Thank you. Speak for your servant hears. Took three times and the Lord appeared visibly. So basically what we're seeing here is this boy was actually having an unanticipated auditory dream where God showed up in person. A theophany, they call it. And so this was a very big call for this boy. He had not yet experienced the voice of the Lord in that way, so much so that he thought it was who? Eli. And he kept on getting confused with hearing with clarity the voice of the Lord until at the end we see in that passage there that finally, after three times, the Lord got through and he received just an amazing word, but it was a very difficult word that he then had to pass on to Eli and his family who had not been listening to the voice of God. Eli and his sons had stopped listening to the voice of God. 
And so God spoke a message through this boy to speak to that family. Do you believe God can speak to kids? Did you ever experience that as kids when you recognize, oh, I've got something happening here that I've never experienced before. It's God breaking through. If you've got kids in your lives, continue to encourage them to hear the voice of the Lord and help coach them into that because the Holy Spirit wants to do multi-age messages right now. So if we're thinking about this, we're also recognizing that God calls by name. And one of the themes I'm going to pick up today that I feel like God's going to just continue to expand in our repertoire as we hear he's got more to say is that names are very important. And so the fact that God was saying Samuel, Samuel, that he was using his name, that was really important because prophecy is a gift that's available to us that is very personal, very personal. As we look at um, this communication gift and that it's a gift available to every, every believer, it wasn't, the so, it wasn't so in Old Testament days that every believer experienced that. It was usually just the special ones like Samuel, right? And yet, in Numbers 11, Moses is seeing that there were two people in the camp that were prophesying. Do you remember this story? And they actually weren't Moses and the important people. They were just part of camp. And so Joshua was getting really heated about that and saying, hey, they shouldn't be prophesying. They're not like you. They're not elite. What's happening? Why are they prophesying? And Moses says in Numbers 11, he says, are you jealous for my sake? Would that all of God's people be prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit on all of them, which we saw happen, didn't we, in the day of Pentecost where all people received the spirit of God. So today we're going to hone into prophecy being all about not just speaking something like we were doing last week and recognizing it's a gift that we can speak encouragement and comfort and uh, that we can speak edification, but we're going to also be looking today Prophecy is connecting the heart, people to the heart of God. Prophecy is connecting people to the heart of God. It's plugging them in to who they are and plugging them into who the Lord wants to be for them right now. So we're going to look at two of those purposes that God uses through prophecy. We're going to see connection and, and direction. John 10, if you want to turn to that, if you're following along. It's not going to be on the screen, so we're starting at verse 2. And the reason, one of the, one of the primary purposes that Jesus has connected us with the Father is because the Father wants to speak to his children and he wants to, through relationship, connect us. And he also wants to guide us and direct us. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep and the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out and he has gathered his own flock after he has gathered his own flock he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice they won't follow a stranger they will run from him because they don't know his voice if we drop to verse 27 which is on the screen my sheep listen to my voice Jesus says that's connection and I know them and they follow me and that's direction. And I've just put Psalm 32 there as well as another example of how God's voice 
both connects us and God's voice also directs us. And David had learnt that and he's written there in his words, I will instruct you and teach you the way you'll go. So I wonder if you're thinking now about connection and direction, I wonder how rusty we are on that with connection with God and the Father's voice and knowing that you're being directed by his voice. In the New Testament, that's all about the heart, isn't it? It's no longer an external thing happening to us. It's about a journey of the heart. And so we're in a place now where God is saying, I want you to know who I, want, who I will be for you. I want you to know how to grow so that you will experience more that I have for you. And I want you to know your identity fully. So if we're getting real with him, spend some time this week connecting with him. Spend some time that you're growing your relationship with him and through him and ask him to talk to you about your relationship with him. No one else's, just yours. Ask him, how's my connection going with you, Father? Is there anything you want to say? And take time this week to assess how are you going with being guided by the Lord's words rather than your own wisdom. That was a big question that I've been just really aware of in my own life, that I need to keep asking for his wisdom to break through and lead me and guide me. One of the ways that I like to do this is that I also like to ask God questions about what he's doing with people around me. God, what are you doing with that person? Can you talk to me about that person? Lord, what are you doing with people around me? And then, for example, if I'm doing that during the week and I walk into church, usually I'm here way before you walk in, so maybe you walk in because I'm already here when you arrive. <laughs> usually with that question, I'm also standing there going, God, I love this place. I love these people. And every, even as I know that we're walking through ups and downs and griefs and tragedies and triumphs and we all know each other's successes and failures pretty well being this size of a crowd we know pretty much gifts that are sitting amongst us and we know pretty much that there are expressions of faith being happening but what do you want to say today about that person what do you want to connect with what are you up to lord with that person it's a great question to ask the father and often I recognise that the answer is either to stir up something in people and just to be blessing people and saying, I want to stir up that gift in you. Or I really love the way that you did that. And I can see God's part of you as part of that gift. Or it might be that he has something fresh to say. Do you remember last week we were talking about some of the simplest things we're hearing from the Father is I love you. And so for some people to hear that regularly is actually a message that is going to be received really well. The people that are doing Alpha at the moment, that are learning more and more about Jesus and more and more about the kingdom life, for them to hear that word, I love you, to hear that phrase from God, I love you, very, very powerful. So Jesus knows us all by name. Jesus also knows people around us and their name. And so I'm going to just tell you a few stories that have just been a delight in the way that the Father has worked amongst us over a number of years. So first of all, let me tell you about Brad. Brad was digging in his garden 
and he's a bit of a farmer type. And as he was digging his veggie garden, he found a bullet. And he put that bullet inside next to his computer and thought, how strange, there's a bullet in my garden. Next two weeks, he's still just doing normal life. And a visiting speaker from America who didn't know Brad came and had a word from the Father for Brad. And it was all about his name. And his name, Bradley, all of a sudden this guy was saying, you are like, so he was giving an identity word to Brad, and he was saying, you're like a Bradley fighting machine. Now, if you know that, right, all the guys are going, oh, I know what that is, but I didn't, I had to Google. (laughs) So Bradley fighting machine, pretty strong tank, pretty efficient tank, pretty um, much about protection. And so out of that Brad, you're like a Bradley fighting machine. This guy was releasing an identity word about how protective Brad was and how he was raising up young men. And it was all totally accurate to what was happening with Brad. But the father had more to say than just that one encounter of hearing that. So as he went home, he Googled, like I had to, Bradley fighting machine to find out more. And the first image that came up on his computer was the bullet that he had just found in his garden, exact same image. The father had more to say. He was confirming, this is how I see you. He was bringing more of a conversation to Brad. So good, right? Yeah. (laughs) Let me tell you about Gladys. So Gladys was at a women's retreat and we did an activation where we were just inviting the Holy Spirit to come and distribute gifts to talk to us about each other. And it was all around name. And so we were in pairs, and we learnt later that Gladys hated her name. We learnt later that she hated her name so much that during a really difficult time, while she was going through some relational brokenness, she took herself off to Peru to try and sort herself out. While she was over there, not feeling good about herself at all, because her world had fallen apart. She's in Peru and the group she's traveling with pointed to some of the flowers that they were walking past on a mountain and said, that's your flower, Gladys. It's a gladioli. Be glad. And so all of a sudden, her name not only meant beauty for her, Gladys gladioli she changed her name when she got back because God started to speak to her so much about how beautiful she was and how he loved that name she changed how to spell it so that it looked like gladioli rather than ys at the end and she also then had this experience so this is many years later that had happened to her she changed how to spell her name many years later here she is at the women's retreat she's with a pair a young adult who came to her and said, I just believe God's speaking to you about a flower, gladioli. Revisiting that conversation when he had restored that beauty. Not only that, this young adult also used her tools and she said, and your name means princess. So there was another layer that the father was speaking to her about her name. He had more to say. And not only was there healing at one level, Gladys also received healing at another And the fun thing was that as she's sharing this testimony at the women's camp, someone put their hand up and said, my name's Gladys too. 
But we didn't know her as Gladys. We knew her as another name. And so there's a lady there that had been named Gladys, hearing this story about what that name means, and had used that name, had used another name, because she wasn't so, I think she wasn't so happy with that name either. So God then passed on that healing towards her as well. It was really amazing. And we learned something as well, like, you're Gladys, we didn't know that. Let me tell you about a 17-year-old boy who, guy, that rocked up to, was dragged really by some friends to a setting like this. And it was a setting that they were speaking about the Father and Father's blessing. So, you know, connection with the Father. And in this setting, this guy was sitting there struggling with life, didn't know the love of Jesus. He had a lot of issues in his life that were impacting relationships, one with his natural father. There was a broken relationship there with his father. At the end of that session, as often happens, we invite people to respond. Would you like to get some prayer? Would you like to connect with father through relationship? And so this this kid wanders up and he finds someone who's an older gen father type who was going to pray for him, who had his name tag on. And the name tag was our very own Rob Carter. As Rob starts to ask this this kid some questions, the kid sees his name tag and says, that's my dad's name, Rob Carter. (laughs) You can't make this up. So Rob then began to speak about the brokenness that this kid needed prayer for and release a father's blessing and he was doing it with the name of his very (laughs) heavenly father as well, of his literal father. How amazing is that? Names are very powerful and God has more to say. It was amazing, wasn't it, Rob? Really, really amazing. Let me tell you about one more story about names. So we all know the lovely Denise at the back here. Wave, Denise, for those that don't know her. Wave, thank you. (laughs) Denise loves taking photos, and in her love of taking photos, she was in the city at this same women's retreat where we were doing things about names, and she would always be polite and say, can I ask permission to take photos of you? And so often, she had beautiful photos of people that had given permission for that. And she found a couple of homeless people that were sitting on their crates under a bridge near the river. One was sleeping, and Denise wanders in and says, hey, I'm just taking some photos. Can I take a photo of you? Do I have your permission? And then he said yes, but at the same time, she said, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot to introduce myself. My name's Denise. And he said, I'll never forget your name. And he rolled up his sleeve and tattooed on his arm was the name Denise. This is in the city of all people that Denise is taking photos of. And through that, Denise pulled up a crate and sat next to this guy who had a noose hanging over him. He had a rope hanging over the top of his bed so that no one would come and steal anything from him. Yet this kindness of Denise caused him to just open up his life and tell her what was going on. And it started through God setting up Denise. She got to pray with him and it was just a beautiful story, but also really rough, really tough to know that God 
actually had someone there waiting for a word from Denise. So this is really important. Not only do we ask questions about God, is there anything that you want to do through me? Anyone you want me to connect with can be very powerful, can be such an adventure because every day we have opportunities to see people with names. So ask him, what about their name, Lord? Is there something you want me to know about them that's going to connect them to you? I think we've got that on the slide. Well, well done. Thank you. Is there anyone you want me to connect with, Lord? And finally, if you're in a situation where you're not quite sure what questions to ask of God and you're kind of like, oh, I don't know how to talk to him about this stuff, have a look at Acts 2. And you'll see in Acts 2 that verses 12 and 38 give us really good clues about how to respond when God's doing stuff, when God is releasing his spirit and gifts amongst us or you in your daily life, ask him, what does this mean? And see what he says. When Peter was preaching, he got up and explained all that was happening. This is what Joel prophesied. This is what God has been leading us towards through the life and death of Jesus. This is now the arrival of the Holy Spirit. New creation has begun. And he explained it. And the next question in response to that, where people were saying, well, what do we do? So be ready for those questions as well. As you're sharing prophetic spoken messages, as you're encouraging people, you might have people say, what does it mean? And you just need to explain the love of God. Or it might be that people are going, what do I do? And so you help them find connection with the Father and his heart because he loves them and he's always got more to say. So we're going to move into a time now, just recognising that today is a little bit different, the time that we have to finish. We're going to move into a time now of just moving through anything that you think might be blockages for you. So at times, if we have the next slide, thanks, Joe. At times, we actually have to break things that have happened to us and break any ties that have been in our thinking or our experience so that we can move into hearing fresh words from God. And 1 Thessalonians says, sometimes we treat prophecy and words from God and words through others, we, we despise them and we don't actually accept them and receive them. And so maybe that's some negative connection that you've experienced. You just want to break that today and not move on holding that as part of your uh, blockage or even just your experience. Or perhaps you've had um, some wrong practice. Maybe you've been in environments where you've had wrong teaching or wrong understanding about how God actually does speak to us and who he speaks to. Maybe you came from a church that said, prophecy doesn't happen anymore. Maybe you've come from a church that shut that down so that it wasn't welcomed. Maybe this is a gift that you got hurt from in the past. And so there's something there that's happened that's disrupted the communication between you and the Father. Because it can. It can stop us asking if we've had that experience. Maybe you've been in a place where there's been mistakes that have been done to you or maybe mistakes that you've done, that you just need to set, settle that and realise, oh, 
I tried to speak a word once and I just did a really bad, bad job at it. And so you've kind of let shame sit on top of you. We just want to lift that off and say, no, this is for you as well. Or maybe there's been something that was done to you that has had such an effect that you don't want to be open to this kind of gift anymore. We'd love to see you free to be able to receive from the Father. And a big one that often needs to be broken and just released from is disappointment. When something that we believe God has said hasn't yet happened, it creates a place in our hearts that stops us from hearing his love and stops us from receiving from him because disappointment crowds it out and can move to despair at times as well. So we're really saying this is for everyone and the Father wants to connect with you and if you have anything that you would like to get ministry for today so we can help break those ties you can do it with someone sitting next to you or you can come up to the ministry team who will be standing over here would love with you or you can just do it on your own and just let your heart be ministered to by the spirit as he leads you through that but as we learned last week it's really great also to have people praying with you and God speaks as well and finally I just want to encourage you all to receive that the Lord would like to give to you today. And then I also want to encourage you to act upon that grace from today, encouraging you to get pop up today. And may that gift be stirred up in you. The Bible constantly tells us to turn up that flame that is within you. So that might be where you're at today as we move to a time of ministry. Would you stand with me, please, if you can, if you're able. All right, and on the shoulder of the person, and yeah, don't worry about aisles that much. Too much. <laughs> oh no, well done, you're stretching. And what I want you to do is I would like you just to say, Lord, bless this person. Go. And may they be filled with joy and not freaking out at this moment. Awesome, well done. Okay, that's great. So now with that freedom, You've just been blessed to receive more from God and you can do that with the person with the hand on the shoulder or if you would like to come forward and receive some prayer, we'd love that to happen as well. But right now, I'm going to bless you all because at this point, we're going to actually officially finish. We're going to move into ministry. Prayer team are walking over now. Watch them walking, walking, walking. Gee, they're good. They're so good. <laughs> they love praying. We've seen so much happening on Sunday mornings. The Holy Spirit really is doing a lot of stuff as people pray, seen people get healing, we've seen people receive Christ last week, there was someone that met Jesus, it's just beautiful, if that's you, come again, he just is waiting for you, ah, oh, such a good little space over there, anyway, bless you all, may you have a great week and may the spirit of the Lord be with you in all things, and people said, amen.